Yep. Steam Supreme. Steam Supreme. All right. Steam Supreme. When we uh, start these podcasts, we don't have the actual song, <laughs> so we're just kind of getting in the zone with our own acapella version of it. But yo, everybody always asks us what that song is. I think it was Mr. Carmack Cipher number thirty-seven, I believe, something like that. It was yeah. like an old beat he made, uh, and the sample that's on that beat is by Raymond Scott. To all the producers out there, if you want something dope to sample, look up Raymond Scott. You will not be disappointed. That stuff's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, dude, and I think there's like a rap version of it that someone did later. That's right. Because I know 8FX last week was like, I know that beat, like that was from this one rap, right? And I was like, well, first it was a beat. That's right. That's <laughs> on right. On Supreme. There's a lot of stories like that of beats that have like started on ciphers that have like grown into something else. Yeah. It's, it's pretty funny. Like a lot of officially released tracks, big tracks that people might know are yeah. actually just cypher beats like. yeah that, no actually mr carmack one of his biggest tracks from like back in the day was the um brazilian blowjob i think yeah that's right and that was a team supreme beat the <clears throat> I, I wish uh, i knew brazilian uh, or portuguese i wish i knew a portuguese yeah I, I think you just sang it right that's that's exactly the right one i'll maybe i'll splice it in right here so we can all yeah reminisce we'll, we'll throw back <laughs> Yep. I was just playing in, um, I played a show in New York and I sound checked with this Ashtray Jenkins beat. Um, that's like, I, I used to play it in like all my sets for like three years. And one of the dudes from Ivy Lab was like, oh, is that that no can do beat? Like no mm. can do from Low End Theory. Yep. And no can do, same situation. Like he rapped on it later. But yeah, like people, people find out about stuff later because of like a rapper does like a remix or something. But, mm-hmm. you know, over here we're concerned with the beats, so. That's right. That's <laughs> right, man. That's right. Um, yeah, it's it's crazy. It's crazy. You never know what happens, you know, from just making a fun little beat on a cypher. It's it's pretty amazing. Uh, I'm Speaking of the cyphers, I'm really excited to see what we get oh, next week. <laughs> dude. So, yeah, we're recording this the day after you drop the uh, the cypher rules. Yep. Can you give us a little insight on if, if someone hasn't downloaded them yet? I, honestly, I haven't downloaded them yet, but I'm assuming they're Christmas related. It, actually, more, more so... Crimbus related oh, Crimbus. or Festivus related. We we celebrate those those uh <laughs> we celebrate those things around here. Um no, they're 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 pretty amazing samples that I actually found and, and gave out. Um we got some crazy deer samples in that sample pack. Uh it might sound a little sus at first, but trust me, the sounds are actually amazing to play around with. <laughs> um there's there's some sleigh bells in there, there's some like very very festive sounding sounds uh but they're all super high quality and very stereo sounding so if you guys just need some cool foley like honestly download this the sample pack from this week's cypher uh and download all the sample packs from all the ciphers because they're they're just good to have is yeah. this where'd you get these sounds from this, from this one? <sighs> i cannot disclose <laughs> i found the jackpot and i'm afraid to leak this on the okay. podcast don't leak it uh, maybe eventually, uh, but yeah, I found something and, and it's in, you know, I got it up my sleeve now. It's, nice. you know, every producer has like their go-to like samples that they're like, okay, like this is, uh, my secret sauce right here. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I found well, I'm glad you're looking for like high quality ones. Cause 
I think back in the day we used to do some ghetto ones. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> but that's uh, fun occasionally. No, I think we've reached a level like we shouldn't ask all these producers all over the world to do this unless we're giving them like good shit. You it's know? true. So I appreciate that you're doing that. It is true. I, I, I will say there's something though about like using just random samples that's fun to do every now and then. Uh, the, uh, the This last week I actually taught a class where we recorded a bunch of samples. Uh, basically I had a class that walked around this giant building uh, with their iPhones and recorded samples. That's right. And then we, uh, the homework was basically make a one-minute track using the samples that you recorded on your iPhone, only using those audio samples. So you weren't allowed to use synths or your own drums or anything. And it's pretty amazing how many bangers like students made from just that one little assignment, like working within those restrictions. It's cool. It's maybe, fun to do uh, every now and then. Maybe we should do something similar with our little clinics. Uh, so... You guys don't know. We talked about this last week, but we're gonna be starting doing these like Team Supreme clinics in LA. Uh, we actually have some more news on top of that, which is that um, it might take a little bit to like fully get this idea out there. But just a little preview is that we're gonna be taking this on the road when we do our next uh, tour. Yep. Which you know it's not solidified yet, but we just want to let you guys know that that's something that's in the works, and um, hopefully we can kind of do like kind of like our normal Team Supreme tours where we DJ and we do the regular ass show and, you know, fans of people can just come out and just party with us. But when we're in that city, we want to kind of open up um, these clinic type things uh, in the daytime mm -hmm. for people in that city. Because I know not everyone can make it out to L.A. for these, like, you know, if we're doing monthly clinics in L.A., it's going to be expensive if you also need to fly to L.A. to do it. So hopefully we can get to a lot of good cities um, and meet some of you guys that are, you know, not necessarily living where we live. So totally. Yeah. The the other idea that we're you know for sure gonna uh, make happen is the pass the ox. Oh yeah. So when we go to these cities and these uh and we're we're stopping by at these different events, we're actually gonna do what we call pass the ox, where we actually just pass trademark, the ox cable. Trademark. Yeah. <laughs> pass the ox cable at the show and uh, invite. Uh, just you guys to come through and, and play your music on the sound system. So definitely uh, be on the lookout for the Team Supreme tour and be ready with your beats. Get some beats ready. Just be ready for it because we're coming in hot and yeah, we want to hear what everybody's been working on. Yeah, go check out uh, episode, I think it's like episode... I forgot, like seven or something of of this, mm -hmm. of this podcast that you're listening to right now. Yep. And uh, you'll see the LA one. Might yeah. be number six, or actually, I don't even know what number. Just there's only like ten episodes, so it's not that hard to find. But past the Ox LA is already in the books and yep. it's in the podcast feed, and so is uh, Hawaii as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Hawaii was awesome. That was something we did super last minute, but turned out to be incredible. So I'm excited to see what happens in all these other cities around the the U.S. Also, hit us up on Twitter. We just made a tweet about uh, where would you like us to to come to. So if you have a city you want us to kind of come through, cruise through. Hit us up on Twitter. Tell us tell us what's up. Yeah, we're just now in the beginning phases of like making this happen. So if you, I mean, usually when people tweet like come to this city, like it's already like way too late to make that happen. But we're planning for like, I think like April or something. So you might actually, if you have an idea, like come to this city, like right now would be the time to do that. Yep. Um, and it might be something we can do. Yep. Um, we just got to figure out like the logistics of where we can do the clinics as well as a venue to do like, you know, the past the ox and the show itself um but yeah man it's exciting team supreme is like coming in strong 2019 yeah we got a lot got a lot i think people said let me let me read some of these cities people said like philly 
Philly's a big one. Oh, Philly. El Paso. That's a good one. I need a Philly cheesesteak in my life. <laughs> Have you ever been to Booze, by the way? To where? Booze. Booze? Oh man, they I they, they think they there? just started opening them in L.A. Booze Philly cheesesteaks in L.A. Damn, bang! How do you spell it? B o o s, I think, just booze. Booze. Booze Philly cheesesteak. I was thinking like booze, like a drink. Oh yeah, no, you you can't go wrong with this place. You gotta the one thing you just gotta make sure you add ketchup in the Philly cheesecake. Ugh, oh bro. man, no, buddy, dude. <laughs> we're gonna have to shut this podcast down right now. <laughs> ketchup, all right, Mr. Ketchup. Okay, <laughs> El Paso. Shout out to. Uh, Soulful Nature Crew. Yeah, oh, that's the time. Only time I went to El Paso was with those dudes. Shout out Hood Boy. That's his hometown. Really? Yeah, I didn't know that. Yep. Uh, Dallas, Boston. These are all just. I'm just reading people's suggestions. So these aren't like confirmed, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. these are just ideas. Eugene, Portland, West Covina. I think we could probably do West Covina. Yo, West Covina. <laughs> that's hella specific. That's. I mean, that's LA. That's good though. Just yeah. Come to LA. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Denver, please, for the love of all that is supreme. Another Dallas, Chicago. Okay, there's a lot of fucking suggestions. Shout out to you guys for like still giving a shit about Team Supreme. Yeah, <laughs> I, I gotta say we we really ha- we need to go to Denver. I like it's it's been on the list for so long, and everybody's been asking about it for so long. So definitely Denver heads, just know. Yeah, we got stuff in the works. We got y'all. And all these other locations. I mean, we're, like Dane said, we're just in the planning stages, so hit us up. Yep, definitely. Um, All right, so you want to get to the questions real quick? Yeah, might as well. All right, so uh, here's the questions we got this week. Uh, If you guys haven't heard me say this 4,000 times already, it's theteamsupremepodcast at gmail.com. Send us your questions, concerns, Seinfeld trivia, um, <laughs> car questions. Yes. If you want to plug your bong company, <laughs> you can send us $20 and we'll plug your bong company <laughs> or send us a bong. Um, but yeah, here's the questions we got this week. Um, so far, everyone's been pretty tame asking music questions, which is, you know, basically what this podcast is about. So, you know, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. What is the hottest beat out? Oh, sorry. This is from Jamil. Uh, oh yeah, I'm not saying last names. Tamil said, "What is the hottest beat out right now?" Oh. And let's hear the remix. Ooh. So I think the way he phrased that, I'm I'm assuming he means like a rap beat. Okay. Right? Because yeah. he said, "What's the hottest beat, beat. out right now?" And yeah. Let's hear the remix. But I, got, I, I don't know. know. Hottest beat could mean know. rap or something else. But I think I got mine. What is it? <laughs> Book or tone, baby. Book or tone. <laughs> Okay, how does that go? I don't even know the track. Uh, actually, I don't even know how the lyrics go. I literally heard that beat yesterday for the first time, and there's something about it. I can't put my finger on it, but it's just vibes so hard. Maybe because I'm half Cuban, and it's like very Cuban, Miami-influenced, uh, sort of like Latin trap beat vibes. It's banging, though. Super dope. Let me just hear it on my phone for a second. Yeah, yeah. We're going <laughs> to have... How do you, what's it called? We're the Boca Raton. Boca Raton. Oh, it's, it's ASAP Ferg? Yeah, Bass and ASAP Ferg. Shout out Bass. iPhone play. Hey. 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 Wow, that's Woo. dope. Woo. <clears throat> oh, yeah. With the yeah. bo- I got the bongos in there. It sounds like an old Kanye beat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dang. that's sick, dude. Yeah, bring me back get, the bongos. I need to get up on my... I'm just like behind, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not even behind. I just... I get... The way that I listen to music is very like random. And 
I don't really pay attention to like what's happening like in, in the current sense. For sure. I kind of just wait for like people to tell me things. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know. I find that usually works out. But then sometimes I'll feel like an idiot because I'll miss out on like some big thing that everyone knows about. But Yeah, I'm kind of the same. I think just as producers, we're around music like 24-7. It's like, yeah. yeah, finding new stuff is like whenever you just have time, you know, to get it in. Um, yeah, Boca Raton though, man, that beat is ridiculous. All right, here's my hottest beat of uh, the last 10 years. (laughs) Yo, it's Modelo time, fool. (laughs) All right, sorry. I just saw that on my Spotify. I was like, I I had to do it to him. I had to do it to him. So that's my answer. Damn. Modelo time, fool. Oh, man. That That song is technically called Don't Stop the Rock by Freestyle. (laughs) If you guys ever come through the comfort zone... You're going to hear that song. <laughs> but the comfort zone, like, Dane, maybe you should explain what the comfort zone is because that's something that, you know, PJ, Mike, and I, and Hoodboy have been throwing. And I think you've been to a couple. Yeah, comfort zone uh, is a show that I have nothing to do with, but I've been to a lot of them. And it's fucking fun. <laughs> uh, comfort zone's fucking fun as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much all you need to know is uh, you're going to hear Modelo time <laughs> at Comfort Zone. Uh, it's going to, I think the next party we have coming up is next Thursday. It's a free show too at General Lee's in Chinatown. So look up Comfort Zone on Instagram. We don't heavily promote it, but it's a it's a small fun event, just a free yeah. thing that we've been doing. It's Dude, I love it. I think really it's fun. fun the way you guys have curated it because it's like, it's not like one of those shows where you show up and it's just like awkwardly like an empty show it's more like a curated like small thing that you don't really want that many people there yeah and i think the more we talk about this the less that's going to happen so let's just stop talking about it <laughs> yeah let's just cut that right off right no there. yeah no cover zone is the shit dude like i go there and i just get fucking three whiskey sodas and i vibe Ooh. out on the fucking couch and this guy i like it has like a dance floor and it has like couches around like the, the edge, living room yeah so you can like kind of be part of the party but also just like chill on the couch which is tight yeah the last time we threw one like Last month, I just remember at the end of the night, I like turned around. This pretty much sums up comfort zone. I turned around and Carmack's on the couch and he's like literally asleep. And then some girl just like jumps on him, starts twerking on him and he wakes up and then he just kind of accepts it and he sits back and starts getting a lap dance. That's pretty much sums up comfort zone right there. See, this is the content that I want on this podcast. Yeah, exactly. Just like p- putting people on way too much blast. This insider. <laughs> Come through, man. Come through. It's a it's a rare one. It's a rare event, but it's really fun. I think we might need to double check to put that on the podcast with, with Aaron, but I think he'll be cool with it. Um, but yeah. It is what it is, What are we is, talking baby. about? Oh, hottest, hottest beat out. It's Modella time, foo. Okay. Next question. Um, this is a oh, damn. This is a long. Hold on. I think there's a shorter one before I get to this one. What was the one that someone said on Twitter? Oh, uh, we got a tweet. Let me look this up real quick. It's by Payne. Uh, who are some of your Who are some up up and coming artists that you guys are appreciative of? Um, well, it's look at the Team Supreme podcast episodes, and you will see. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's kind of who we interview on here. But at mm-hmm. least in my opinion, those are my favorite people. Like. 8FX was our last one. He's one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Uh, with this dude we had at Hypnothesis, this most recent one, we had this guy, Somni. Mm-hmm. Um, he's on Friends of Friends. And apparently he's been producing for a long time, but kind of more like behind the scenes. So like that explains why he's so fucking good right out of the gate. Because mm-hmm. like he only has, like I think, one album maybe out. Maybe, maybe more, but he has one like legit thing that he just dropped that's like a 
kind of a debut album and it sounds like you know like if you've ever heard like m constant like it's yeah, like yeah. that level of like excellence where it's like whoa dude like dope. where'd you come from so somni's dope what about you uh i think well recently i started to pay attention to an artist that uh has actually done a lot of team supreme ciphers before uh or has done some uh but recently i just like started to follow him and really pay attention to everything he's doing is it's super hilarious and and interesting uh the artist name is sir spence sir spence dude c-e-r-s-p-e-n-c-e you know who he is right i don't yeah dude sir spence i would love to actually get him on the podcast for um a couple reasons one, he's been kind of in our like Team Supreme mm-hmm. shit for a long time. Yep. But do you follow him on like you? You don't see what he's up to. I just started <laughs> to. It's incredible. He's like Doug Pounds, <laughs> Ableton, like oh dude. The, okay, I mean, that I think makes sense. CJ Doug Pound is a comedian who kind of invented like the editing style of. Tim and Eric, mm-hmm. Portlandia, yep. and basically everything that's been ripping them off for the last five years, whatever. But this dude, Sir Spence, um, he is like a Team Supreme, like OG, like been contributing for a while. Yep. But I started kind of following him a while back on like Instagram and shit and like realized that like worlds were colliding because he's like super in with like our favorite yep. comedians, like our favorite people. So yep. big deal to get him on here, I think. Oh, man. Maybe we could get Doug Pound too. I've, I already oh, fucking bugged incredible. Doug Pound on Twitter. Like, I think we just got to blow up the podcast more before he like yeah. takes it seriously. But Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, like, I'm super down to have Sir Spence cruise through. If you're listening to this, bro, hit us up, man. I, I think you're on the last podcast asking us some questions live, so please hit us up, Sir Spence. Yeah, your your Sir stuff's Spence. hilarious. Mayo with the spoon. <laughs> Just look up his song, Mayo with a Spoon. Mayo with a Spoon, yeah. <laughs> with a spoon. Ever since I was a... That song okay. is insane. Maybe we'll have to put it in right there. <laughs> All right, Sir Spence, dope. All right, anybody else? Uh, that was all the tweets. <clears throat> no, I mean like... Oh, up-and-coming other... artists? Yeah. Uh, somebody outside of our scene that I've been uh, really paying attention to recently is an artist named uh, Lewis Cole. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh my god, it's I mean, he's been making music for a long time, but he's really starting to put out a lot of material. He just did an album on Brain Feeder and I mean, his stuff also very comedic, comedic vibes, kind of like Sir yeah. Spence, but on another on another wave. It's uh his stuff's incredible. Yeah. You good. You good. <laughs> oh, we is, we got young Hoppa in the window. Yeah. <laughs> Hoppa is our uh, secret guest for today, but uh, <laughs> we'll get to that in a sec. We got one more question. Um, so Sir Spence, shout out to you. Shout out to Lewis Cole. Yeah. He's fucking dope. He's like a mm-hmm. keyboard master too. Yeah. Insane. <clears throat> all right. So, all right. Last question. This is from Bastion Music. That's what his uh, title is, Bastion Music. Um, what's up, T.S.? Pumped you guys are bringing back the podcast. Few questions. Uh, been producing three years. Started posting songs one year ago. I really want to start supplementing my income with music. One, any tips for approaching rappers, vocalists, mm. or rappers slash vocalists for whom you want to produce for money? What's a reasonable asking price per beat initially? Then after you have some prod by collabs posted what's the best way to execute the actual transaction better to send the full beat demo right away or send a short clip first to gauge interest how often do producers actually get their beats stolen that's one question he has two more let's see if we get to all three okay okay. that was like five questions in one yeah 
Um, Preston, you want to take the lead on that one? Uh, I would say <laughs> it depends. Um, if you're trying to collaborate with a friend who's a rapper, or if it's somebody that uh, you can hit up direct to work with, I would do that. Hit them direct and see if they're interested in collaborating. If you're really trying to get into the rap game of like making beats for rappers and making that like a, a career out of that, um, I say it's good to start with uh, up and coming artists and just build it from there and, and find, find an artist to get behind and see if you can make an EP with them or a number of singles or an album uh, and start small um, because you want to be able to get your work out there. Uh, from what I've noticed, like most of those opportunities for making beats for rappers usually come from their managers. I think their managers a lot of times are looking for a ton of producers to pitch their music to their to, to their rapper or artist. Um, and in order for you to for those managers to notice you, you kind of need some work out there. So yeah. it's good to think <laughs> DIY. Like, what are some projects you could just do? right away and don't think too much about the money start small and and build it from there and definitely you know if you if you start working with with bigger established artists uh and there's money being thrown around at that point you definitely need to make sure everything's contracted if you're sending any tracks to 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 managers um i i prefer to send private soundcloud links um that are like not downloadable <laughs> yeah not downloadable it's really all the power you have maybe put your tag on it as well like Dane has his great Dane on the beat. Like mm, you yeah. probably sprinkle that all over it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know. This is kind of out of my realm because this is something that I've wanted to do for a long time, but I've just never seen like a huge, you know, financial easy way to like get to what I need to get to. Mm -hmm. So I've just focused on kind of like becoming more of like a name as a producer and as yeah. a DJ. Um, but I think there's other people we could have on later to this podcast because I actually know a couple people that would be way more qualified to answer this question. Um, somebody that I really want to get on this podcast is Dilip. Mm. If you guys have heard of Dilip, he's like incredible producer. And he's got, I would say you're, what you just described is kind of him too. Like he has shit on SoundCloud that, you know, is really fucking dope. Like really, really dope that you would just, it's not like a rapper. It's just like dope beats. Mm -hmm. And I would guess that those beats are a big reason why these rappers wanted to work with him. Uh, but he's in no way like a big name. You know what I mean? He's, mm -hmm. he's becoming a bigger name now, but like he just put out shit like Lil Pump and like he's had shit with mainstream rappers along the way. Mm -hmm. So I would be really interested to have him on here and ask him how he did that. Um, just like with anything else, I would assume he's going to say, go meet these people, go like, bug who the person is that like go actually hustle and like mm -hmm. kind of put yourself out there um but it all comes back to like i mean i'm just answering a question from a random email i have no idea what your music sounds like so it, it just comes back to the actual content like mm -hmm. the content needs to be fucking dope mm -hmm. um you know i mean there's you could probably make some okay money just kind of like go on craigslist like i got beats for sale but like yeah. i don't i don't really think that's like the move but yeah people do that shit like, yeah you could <laughs> There's other websites, too, you can offer your services for. I know there's a lot of production sites that um, producers that I know offer their beats up on, you know. Um, that works, too. Uh, I just feel like it's like a weird, like, I always see people like, got beats for lease, 20 bucks. And I'm like, <laughs> what does that, that mean? fucking mean, dude? Like, for lease? <laughs> we have to bring it back to the dealership? give it back? Yeah. <laughs> Get the new 2018 version, 2019 version. What What the heck? Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe not the best qualified to answer that question, but I don't know. We'll have uh, to bring somebody in, bring an expert in. Yeah. 
get get these. I, I mean, I want to have that answer, that question answered for myself as well. So what I will say about the business side is if it is like a paid thing and you got approached by like a Warner and Atlantic to produce something for somebody, it's good to talk business pretty much right away if you can, you know, figure out the contract, figure out how much the percentage splits are. Uh, or really just ask at least first like how it's how it's being released where is it being sold it's good to know these things I think a lot of young artists are afraid to engage in that but just know if you're working with like a major label they almost expect you to hit them back and and begin the negotiations so don't be afraid to do that it's mm -hmm. it's definitely something that you gotta gotta make sure you handle be your own boss yeah um, okay, this guy's got like a lot of questions. I'm just gonna skip to the yeah. last the last part. All these questions he has are about money, um, which totally being honest, is like a little bit of a red flag to me. Like, no no offense to you as a homie, like sending in questions for us. Like, I totally respect that you are um, reaching out and asking us stuff. But all three of your questions have a lot to do with like getting income from music. And usually, when I see people ask a lot about that right off the bat it's kind of a red flag. So just, you know, I would say focus on the actual craft first. Mm -hmm. um, you know, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you're like been doing this for 20 years or something and mm -hmm. you're like super pro dude. But um, from my experience at Icon and other schools, it's usually like the really younger kids that are like, that's their first question. Mm -hmm. And I think it's like any other career, you got to put in your time and put in your like, get really good at your craft before you ask those questions or i mean we're answering them like these are the answers that we have but the music business is humongous like you could make money in any number of ways yeah, like, yeah. it's kind of like a it's like a wild west you know mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. absolutely <laughs> so, yeah so his last question is uh djing is it a viable source of supplementary income somewhere like la or new york for someone who's also freelancing working part-time I'm talking gigs where you can play underground, good music, not weddings, shitty top 40 clubs. No disrespect to the DJs who do, though. LOL. <laughs> nice. Yeah. See, like, that's a good question. But, yeah. you know, I, I, my answer is, you know, what does your music sound like? I have no idea. Like, I, I, I can't just give you a blanket answer. Like, yeah, it's a great thing. Go yeah. do it. Because yeah. if you suck, then it's yeah. not a good thing. Like, not that you're going to suck, but it's just like, it's just about this in like you it's an intangible thing that you're dealing with when you're dealing with music and you're dealing with talent and you're dealing with live performance and i have there's no answer i can give you like clearly for me and preston and for people that we have on this podcast yes it is worthwhile endeavor mm -hmm. and we are basically devoting our lives to it but i'm not going to stay here sit here and be like hey everybody go be a dj because <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. i have no idea i don't know your music i don't know your style i don't mm -hmm. know your background i don't know who you are mm -hmm. um that's my answer <laughs> yeah yeah if you're if you're there making like polka remixes i would say maybe not <laughs> <laughs> so maybe like since i don't really feel like i'm like shots fired here but like maybe if you want to send us a supplemental um email uh bastion music if you want to send us a supplemental email that kind of gives us a taste of like who you are and what you've been doing, what you're up to, that's a better way for us yeah, to answer. Because I can't definitely. give you an answer like, oh, everybody go like play these underground clubs. You're going to make money from it. It's yeah. like we make money from it like currently. And, you know, I've been doing this for a long time mm -hmm. and it took a while. But I always saw from the beginning, I saw that there was potential there to make more money. Mm -hmm. um, and I think along the way, we've seen lots of people where they 
you know, kind of bow out. Like definitely, even people that are dope, even people that are really yeah, dope, bow yeah. the fuck out because they're like, man, I want to make more money than this. This shit's whack. Like, yeah, it's yeah. a grind, dude. Yep, yep. Yeah, it's true. It's true. And you need a lot of opportunity coming straight to you in the inbox. A lot of times, artists think that getting an agent is gonna get them shows or get them tours. But I don't know. From what I've noticed, it's like most of the artists that I know that are that are really touring a lot and making a, a lot of dough doing it. They just have that opportunity coming flooding into their emails and their agents just simply combing through it because there's just so much. Uh, so just understand that, you know, I, I think a lot of times people are like, how do I get an agent so I can get shows? And it's it's kind of the op- should be the opposite. You know, you should have already a lot of you should have shows and then get the agent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, I hope I didn't come off disrespectful. I just, um, you know, it's something I've noticed when people ask about income like in a very practical kind of like as if it was a nine to five way i, I try to like Blank warn away. people that it's not like that you yeah, know it's yeah. more it's more intangible than that if you want to make a career out of music so. for sure for sure anyways <laughs> that's good that's good I'll get off my soapbox <laughs> um, it's all g all right shout out to everybody that sends us email questions uh you know we're trying to be honest here as honest as humanly possible um and yeah team supreme is like our baby so yeah we we love getting these questions too man like like you said like you don't want to be playing these top 40 clubs like we feel it too like yeah. we're, we're we're in there with you man like yeah. we get it yeah i feel you bro i feel you like uh, it's it's a tough it's really tough in any creative field to like make a lot of money keep all your integrity yeah <laughs> and yep you know last you know super long it's just like it's all these intangible things that you have to kind of balance as you progress as a musician and hopefully at the end of it like you have done something cool like you've Mm -hmm. left a mark um with your music and with your like aesthetic or whatever but yep true that man true that with that being said i think it's good we got a little deep because the next dude we got to talk to is hoppa and uh he's a pretty deep dude oh boy (laughs) so uh we we kind of we made it we made a challenge before this like can we let's see if we can make hoppa cry (laughs) What did he say he's gonna do if we make him cry? Oh, yeah, he's like, he's like, I'll smoke everybody out if he can make me cry. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll keep it light. We'll go have like a coffee and like we'll get off this like weird vibe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're not on the Joe Rogan level yet, quite yeah. yet. I don't we'll know get if there. we can make. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm just moves. honestly like responding to the things that I'm reading, and um, I don't want to try and bullshit you guys. Like that's my honest answer. To definitely, you, so. definitely, man, for sure, for sure. Um, all right, cool. So we'll be right back. Hopefully, we'll be able to leak some some Hoppa tracks as well. Yep. Um, Hoppa is amazing. I would call him like a real like bass producer for sure. Um, in terms of like his style, he's really in the fucking bassy like mm-hmm. culture. Yep. Um, and he's also the co-founder of Courtney's Family. Yep. Which is kind of where Saruta and a lot of uh, dope ass other producers have come up through. So I think he's gonna be a really cool dude to talk to. So for sure, we'll be back with Hoppa.
Breaking news, breaking news. Great Dane and Hoppa are in the studio and they just took the L. <laughs> Sorry to announce. They really both of you guys both of you guys just took the L. We just yeah. took a big L in between the uh during that little break. Massive L actually. <laughs> okay, first of all, let's introduce this is Hoppa. Yo, what's good? Shout out to Hoppa. Uh also, also I can't no. even concentrate because all the L's we just took in that little 30-minute break right there. Hoppa, also known as the uh, co-founder of Courteous Fam. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or, or straight-up founder. Did you no. found it yourself? Or okay? Co-founder. Co co-found. Yeah. So who'd you, who'd you actually... Uh, should we explain the L's before we... Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I was going to... Yeah, I was going to... Well... I just feel like it's on my mind. Yeah, like, yeah. During that little break between going to get Hoppa and starting this interview, uh, <laughs> Hoppa, the reason he was tapping on the window, I don't know if you guys noticed that in the first half. We were like, oh, he's <laughs> tapping on the window. They got Him and Adafix got locked out of the house because um, our house is really easy to get locked out of. Then he was on his way to go get his car from his house to move it before he got a ticket. He got a ticket. <laughs> yeah, big time. Got a ticket on that one. And then I was going to go get him from his house because he Ubered to his house. And on my way out, there was this big ass fucking truck in the middle of the street, like a semi truck that was like blocking the entire street. And I was like, oh, I can make it around it. And I fucking hit the truck uh. and I fucking dented my door. Oh! So it turns out that Dane's L may have been bigger than mine and makes me feel a little better. So. <laughs> the, the Team Supreme Mobile and the Courteous Fam Mobile have taken L's today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, uh,. But we're in good spirits, though. We're yeah. still getting stuff done. We're I'm making gonna let a good you day take out of the this. lead because I'm not in good spirits. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> gonna let Dane hit that jewel real quick. Get get his spirits up. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Thanks for coming through, Hoppa. I'm glad yeah. you got to make it down here. For sure, this is pretty exciting, man. Tell us about how Curtis Fam started, um, if you can. Yeah. Uh, so I started it with. Anton Reifstek, who goes by Courteous Tone, a.k.a. Anton of Earth. He and I started in high school. It was our senior year. And we actually, um, we got into DJing, and it was like a, like a DJ duo. At first, we had no knowledge of production. I had never, I mean, I played the trombone in like elementary school, and, and, didn't play for very long so my actual musical knowledge was not that extensive so getting into music was primarily because of DJing and we started this kind of DJ duo for a bit and we went by Courteous and as we kind of explored more through that we both kind of wanted to explore our personal aliases and just you know figure out how to make beats and so we got a bootleg copy of Ableton through our homie Will Bacchus. Shouts out to Will. And just slowly started to learn it. And we decided that we wanted to kind of go out on our own roads as individual artists. And so we decided to make Courteous sort of a, a creative outlet at the time. That was kind of what it was. It was just like, let's just make this thing that our friends can bring their ideas and you know, it slowly kind of just naturally took off to become something else, uh, like a collective. And we went to high school with Wooly Mammoth, and he was kind of already a bit, what's the word? 
he was already kind of doing his thing in music. Mm-hmm. He was an incredible, natural musician, and he like wanted to do this thing with us. It wasn't really anything at that point, and we just kind of slowly found... It was honestly like really inspired by Team Supreme, and we found a lot of the artists through those ciphers, and it was just like totally learning like like this is happening you know what i mean mm-hmm. like we had no idea any of this stuff was going on and yeah just kind of slowly took off and became a collective and wanted to put out music and art and just kind of curated a bunch of things that we were into and yeah still kind of learning and exploring what it the potential of it could be i was actually going to ask you about what you said about um how you you like what you guys do is very curated. Like you guys have a sound, like a courteous fam sound. And like I could tell like some of your stuff's influenced from like what not just Team Supreme, but a lot of the LA based kind of community was doing. For sure. Um, but I can like I almost can hear you guys sharing tricks and sharing tips. Like, is that something that you do like with your crew? Do you guys all teach each other like sort of how we do? Um, it's definitely different. I I mean, similar in a lot of ways. I think I mean, the courteous house in L.A. is, like, I live there with Wooly and Tone and uh, Dome, who does a lot of the art and illustrations for courteous. And so in that house, like, we'll have a lot of people come through L.A. to either play shows or just come to visit. And whenever people are there, it's always this communal, like, inspiring each other. Like, for example, like, Rhea uh, Herzloid came for, like, a month last year and it was pretty much just like a month of learning you know things that they had you know learned throughout their time producing and yeah it's totally like I think everybody is just inspired by each other and everybody kind of pushes each other and it's definitely like that in in a in a different way but yeah, but yeah it's, that's it's, cool. I, man. I see a lot of like I even shouted you guys out last week because um, someone asked us a question. Um, you know, like how does how did you make the team supreme like community vibe? And I, they were basically asking like how to curate that family. And I was like, you know, I kind of said on the podcast like you know, Team Supreme was my beginning. Like that was like you know seven years ago. But I think Courteous Fam is kind of reinvigorated me the same way that team supreme did um because it's kind of like a cycle because you guys kind of started from team supreme a little bit yeah and then i kind of like it's not that i was like not you know doing my shit but like i definitely got way more inspired once i met you guys and started living down the street from you and living with thomas and gina and shit so so i appreciate you guys heavily man you guys did a lot for the la like yeah definitely that's that's cool to hear yeah it's uh it's it's really been like a blessing you know we we found all these artists that i didn't really know personally i just was really into the things that they made and it just naturally happened where everybody was kind of a similar age and into similar things and it's a very homey like family vibe and and i think that just naturally like pushes people to be an individual and to like be okay expressing themselves the way that they want to make art Mm -hmm. and I think that is a very unique thing and uh something that everybody in Courteous is like super down with that's awesome there's like there's no borders or limits to like what you have to do when did you um when did you start like realizing that you yourself were fucking dope as a producer because I think you're like one of those 
rare rare people that um has all of it like you have kind of like the structure and the, the label that you started uh all this shit that you kind of fostered but you're also you yourself like i play like three hopper tracks when i play yeah. dj sets because your shit is fire like yeah shout out your beat on the courteous fam team supreme cypher <laughs> that was hard yeah so yeah like that's kind of rare usually someone's really good at one or the other kind of like either like an organizer or really good producer um, but you kind of, I would say you're you're on your way to being like a fucking one of those dudes is like really good at both. So how when did you start realizing you were dope at this? Do you even realize that? <laughs> uh, not really, honestly. I mean, maybe a little more like performing. I definitely break out of my shell a little bit when I'm like DJing and performing just because I love dancing. So like that's just super natural. Like I can, I'm just super down to do that. Like, but... That's crazy to hear, cause and that's thank you. That's, that's yeah, and, cool. and you approach production in a much different way. Like I hear shit that you've done where I'm just like, I would never think of that. <laughs> yeah, I honestly I play zero instruments. I don't know a lot about music. I just like the things that I like, and you know somehow make it work. But I still have a lot to learn, man. I and like especially when it comes to balancing, like you know, running a business and in like also trying to progress my own individual like artistic creation. Like that's that is personally like that's one of the bigger things like on my plate right now is like really learning how to balance those two worlds. And um, yeah, man, I, I want to continue to grow Courteous and Hypnothesis as like businesses. But like I've been trying to write an album for like over a year and it's slowly coming along. So Damn, son. Stay tuned, baby. <laughs> a lot, a lot in the works. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about hypnothesis. I always say hypnothesis, but that's maybe just because I like grew up playing Pokemon and hypno. I don't know, but <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's cool, dude. A lot of people say hypnothesis, and we actually, I think the way we 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 took so long deciding the name to the yeah. show, like it was a it was a very uphill battle with that one. But it, one of the texts that Dane sent in the in the group text was like. What was it? Um, hypnosis or <clears throat> hypothesis? Something, yeah. He said one of those words, and I thought that it was the other one. And we were like, oh, that's cool. Like, let's stick those two words together. And 
yeah, yeah it's kind of got its own like meaning so yeah and you were kind of the one that um you were like it means nothing so we can give it like all the meaning you know what i mean and that that's kind of like what solidified it like we're like we'll make this mean something nice. you know? <laughs> yeah yeah i like that like it's very ambiguous and you know based on the experience that you have at at the show like you can kind of come up with your own mm. you know understanding of kind of what we're trying to portray that's awesome and so speaking of shows you guys have one upcoming right i think uh is it new year's eve or yeah new year's eve yeah yeah that's gonna be a good one um got some secret guests not gonna tell you who Ooh, baby. but it's gonna be cracking if you're in la come out to the echo on new year's eve it's all of them have been really really cool so far and it's just gonna continue to grow yeah we're trying to make this like um <clears throat> you know between team supreme and hypnothesis and you know adbc and courteous fam like we're really trying to like start something here mm-hmm. like i mean me and you as well me and preston um but like i think someone's got to do this shit like you know yeah. a, a while ago fucking daddy kev decided to do yep. low end theory not that we're trying to do low end theory but like it just takes people that just want to do cool shit and like want to push the culture forward and you know in our sense it's like base kind of beat scene culture but you know whatever your culture is like if you guys are out there in some other state and you guys you know not everyone that listens to this is like base producers you know yeah. like mm-hmm. take what you want to do and make it like a big like make it a goal like we we really want hypnothesis to be something new and different and i think we're on our way like this is our sixth one um we've had a lot of like almost sold out every single one mm-hmm. that's awesome and we don't know how like it just kind of i think people can feel when when people are being authentic yeah and i think we're trying to be as authentic as possible with yeah. what we're doing so yeah that's great man i i definitely feel a void since low in theory you know ended and like i i was so emotionally attached to low in theory that I almost feel like it's a duty of ours to continue their legacy in some way. Um, I mean, I know those guys are still putting in work, you know, daddy Kev's still mastering, still running out. I think he's going to start his own. Um, he's, I think he's going to do like maybe like a festival or something soon. I don't want to like, baby, I don't want to like leak anything, but he's, Ooh. he's mentioned some shit before where, I mean, they're not done. Those guys are all going to be like yeah. around and yep. you know, they're all fucking dope DJs. Like they're definitely going to be around, but in terms of like the, just the vibe that it's kind of like a staple, like something that's around mm-hmm. all the time. Like I would love to be part of something like like that, you know. So yeah, definitely. Yeah, if you guys are in the LA area, come through Hypnothesis New Year's Eve. We gonna turn up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The res. If you guys don't know what it is, like, sorry, we won't talk about this too long. But the residents of Hypnothesis, like every month, is is Hoppa, our fucking boy right here, uh, me. Uh, Saruta, Wooly Mammoth, and Courteous Tone, the other the other founder of uh, Courteous Family. So yes, yeah, sir. come through. It's pretty fun. If you can't make it to New Year's Eve, hopefully you'll be around for a long time. So yeah, yeah, it happens every month. So you know, we'll be there. Come through. So Tristan, are you promoting these events yourself and like booking them yourself? Like, are you the one running that? Uh, no, it's a. Uh, I mean, partially, but it's definitely a, a group effort. Like, oh, cool. I think Dane has a lot to do with the promotion side of it. And, you know, we all do our part, I think. And um, everybody brings something, you know, unique and important to the table that contributes to the overall uh, atmosphere and, you know, experience of hypnothesis. But 
Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll definitely bring my ideas as far as, like, creative branding or just aesthetics and, you know, who to book and, you know, my my taste. But I think that's something cool about Hypnothesis is that it's run by artists and it's just, you know, our friends doing this. So it's it's continually, I think, the the core of it is is to, like, you know, share art and to share things that we really believe in rather than alternative motives like making money or Mm -hmm. you know these other things that a lot of other shows go for but with hypnothesis like i think it's gonna stay fresh because it's all of our friends who i think have great taste in not only music but clothes and you know just the overall like setting and everything of of the show so so yeah i think I kind of went on a tangent. It's just that, no, it's, no, you're it's right. Cool. You mentioned clothes. Like one thing I really like about Courteous Fam is um, you guys have always wanted to sort of not wanted to, but you guys are also kind of like a brand, like clothing. And um, if you guys don't know about like their merch, is so fucking dope. Mm-hmm. Like they go above and beyond. Like they got like their own kind of you know labels and like literally like clothing labels. And um, it's really cool that you guys care about like every aspect yeah. of your product which is kind of just the music but also the aesthetic and everything like that's why i really liked wanted to work with you guys because i could tell that you were motivated by something besides money you know like, yeah. yeah thanks dude appreciate that yeah. i mean i always say like if if the person doesn't care about like the quality of the fabric you know it's kind of like a metaphor for like something but the quality of the fabric is so like important to me and you can kind of interpret that however you want but really paying attention to details with like everything that you're doing and especially clothes because I just love clothes and every little fine detail means something and nothing can really be pushed under the rug you know I I think that's beautiful it's like quality samples yeah. Samples that you can find out on uh, Team Supreme Ciphers. Uh, volume 153 samples are out there. High quality samples. <laughs> just a little plug. This is a big ass <laughs> commercial. <laughs> yeah, we just had 8FX walk in the room. We're going to have a little tag team. <laughs> yeah, but Tristan told me uh, earlier today, he's like, yeah, that dude just calms me down. <laughs> That's how I feel too. It so. actually is kind of true. <laughs> I don't know what it is about you, bro. <laughs> Well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Calming presence. Let me see if I can aim the mic a little bit. But yeah, dude, um, I've noticed like that's another big, I don't want to just like keep showering you with compliments, but like when I wanted to work with you guys, like a big deal of it was like how much you care about the little details. And I think that's up to my production game as well, because I've noticed that like there was things I was doing in my old beats and stuff where I would just, I would kind of be cool with the overall beat if the beats felt cool mm-hmm. i was like all right it's done but with you guys and like especially with like saruta and shit like every single like thing and like eight effects too like everything you guys do is you can tell that you spent time on each piece anything that you're hearing in the song was like really thought about and you know cleaned up and just like totally put together in a very like thoughtful way mm-hmm. yeah and um i think it's like that really resonated with me because once you finish a song and put it out, it's done and like it's out forever. Yeah. So why wouldn't you put that much effort into every single piece of it, you know? For like, sure, yeah. And I think a lot of people get caught up in, you know, rushing things because it's just like how a lot of stuff is these days. But I remember a long time ago, I went to a Team Supreme show actually, and 
I was such like a young kid. I was in high school. I like drove all the way from the Bay Area to LA at the Echoplex to one of your guys' shows. And I remember meeting Zacomo. Oh, and, yeah. And he, I was like talking to him about production. I was like such a noob at this point. Still kind of am a noob. But anyways, he, he, he told me like, I just remember him saying like, him asking me like if I cared about how long it took me to, to make something. And I remember that always stuck with me because I didn't, you know, think about that. I would just go through the process of making something and like that process was how it was. But that really made me think like, you know, in the large scheme of thing, that small amount of time it takes to consider and be mindful of that detail, like it really makes a difference. And even the way that you perceive your own work and, and all that shit. So yeah, take your time. Nice. Do you do you ever find yourself just deciding that something's finished because you know that it'll never be finished? Or are you the type that really just everything has to feel like it's ready to go before it gets out there? Because I know everybody has their own way of doing that, you know, deciding when something's ready to be released versus mm. when something's not. I know you might be uh, experiencing that now because you're putting that album together, probably. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm kind of a perfectionist with things, so... So yeah, but I feel like more like I'll recognize that like I don't like something or I won't like want to finish it like closer to the beginning of the idea mm-hmm. and then I'll just dump it rather than like reaching so far with something and then like bashing it. You know what I mean? Like Yeah. But, you know, it's always situational like things always change and it's always different. Yeah. Each 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 opportunity and, and situation is different. So true that man. Yeah. I, you had mentioned earlier uh, about working with Herzaloid, and I just saw that track that you put out with him. Yeah. That is banging, bro. We're Dude, gonna yeah. have to plug that in this podcast. Yeah. For Hell sure. yeah. Dude, yeah, we're definitely. gonna we're gonna. I I asked Tris and he said he'll give us some unreleased stuff, but I mean we gotta at least put that one. That one came out like yesterday, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean. It was like, he actually, the the whole EP came out like a few weeks ago, but he just put that one on SoundCloud. Mm. And I was kind of waiting for it to go on SoundCloud to like put it on my uh, socials and everything. But yeah, that was that was such a fun one. Like that was when Herzloid was in LA and we had a lot of jam sessions and just, he worked on FL Studio and I work on Ableton. So like we didn't even work together like in a traditional way, like it was still very like you know bounce the project over to me and we were in the same room so i don't know but that that dude is that's my brother so we definitely vibed on on some other shit like that was that was such a fun project to work on and then thomas saruta he kind of heard it like halfway into its production and he was like yeah let me hop on that one i mean we had been talking about doing a hopper herzloid saruta track for a while so that was yeah that was a fun one that's dope on a on a on a sort of tech front like how how does that work then if you're doing it in ableton he's an fl i know you said you you kind of bounce the session back and forth or just bounce the bounce of the track back and forth and then did you finish it in one daw or like um i think me and me and herzloid would do this thing where we'd sit in my kitchen and we'd both start a beat and we'd, you know, work on it for however long and then pass it back to the other person. And then whichever one we kind of were feeling more, we would just, like, proceed to work on that one. And we made a few scrappy beats, and that one just ended up... He made the drums, and then I remember I added that, like, 
that like you know baby little vocal that <laughs> sounds really funny in that one and the bass line in it and it just kind of like bounce the stems just like you know it, like how you'd work with someone like I'd, I'd work with people a lot like that like I've done a lot of collabs and it's always just kind of sending stems and yeah going back and forth nice that's still man. some of your favorite memories from like uh i'm just because me and you do hypnotheses i'm wondering like what what has been your favorite like in the moment kind of moments because we've had a lot of really cool moments there i think like, yeah you mean hypnotheses yeah moments? well or just shows in general but you know shows in general Fuck. um well the back-to-back honestly whenever i like play back-to-back with like friends it's just like it's so fun like just vibing with your with your friends and just kind of getting loose with it. Uh, so so all of those back-to-back moments, like when me and Dane did one at the Halloween show, and then when we did like the back-to-back-to-back, even though I only played like two songs in that, it was just like, it's just fun. Like, yeah, and we were all that. like in costumes. <laughs> yeah, but then honestly, like, there was one time that I just decided to go into the crowd because I really wanted to get like the crowd's perspective on what our show was. And that was cool because cause I used to always go to shows and like, I mean, I still go to shows, but just being in the crowd and having that perspective over the show that you've created is like a cool way to kind of step outside of it and like perceive it from someone else's shoes and kind of break down the things of like how they're seeing it, like the sound, the volume and like the lights, the visuals and just everything about it. So kind of standing there, I remember just being like wow like we really put this together like this is so cool to see things come come together like that so so yeah and also the halloween show was cool because i love costumes but only half the people were dressed up so it's a little bit disappointing but <laughs> I, know. I think we should have put on cool. the flyer dude because i had a few people like damn i didn't know the costume I was like dude we said it like every time we posted about it <laughs> but sometimes people just like need it on the flyer or else they won't really know <laughs> yeah it was it was like a little bit like it was a couple weeks before halloween too so but it was still fun. Like I dressed up like a, a Death Eater from ha- Harry Potter, <laughs> and that that was cool. Cause what were you doing? I got to wear the cloak. I forgot. Oh, I was a uh, Ron Possible, Ron Stoppable. 
from Kim Possible. And Millicent <laughs> was Kim Possible. Yeah. Did you dress up, Dayton? Were you there? <coughs> you were, uh, yeah, Dayton was Andre 3000. Andre, no, oh, no, no, no. I was, was, was at the party. Oh my god, <laughs> dude, he was like, he told me, he's like, I'm gonna be Andre 3000. And I was like, ooh, <laughs> I was like, I don't know if you can do that, bro. And then he pulled it off, like, he just did like the mole and like. He nice. did the mole in like nice. the right outfit, and I was like, "Dude, for a white dude, you kind of look like Andre 3000." <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. at the at that uh, at the Halloween hypnosis, I didn't dress up. No, I couldn't think of anything. It was too last minute, and I was like, "Fuck it." <laughs> <laughs> Professional kendama player. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that was for my sure. outfit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You guys should do kendama B two Bs at hypnosis. <laughs> you, do you kendama too, Tristan? Uh, Are you up yes. On that? Don't let him say oh, he doesn't. Oh boy! He heard, for the first time, uh, one of the first times I hung out with him, I had him pull out a kendama, and he was fucking good at it. So <laughs> don't let him say that he's not good at it. Oh, yeah, no, I I have one. It broke for a little bit, but yeah. I fixed that shit. Yeah, we've, we've had some some great kendama games on the stoop and. In, in this backyard here at, at Dane and Eight Effects' house. Damn, so you can't can't under can't overstate uh, how dope the courteous house is. It's like one mile, maybe one point five miles from where we are right now at our house, and it's just the spot, dude. Like they'll host, like they said, like like he said, he hosted Herzlaid for a month. Like yeah. they just bring all these people. Like we've had people here too, but we're not nearly as good of hosts as they are they're just like you want to come stay in la let's fucking go <laughs> i mean i'm not saying like everybody but like you know if they're just so hospitable and like yeah they've just always been like the homie since i moved to highland park so shout out to courteous fam dude Hell fucking yeah. yep repping yeah it's a cool house man it's just everybody everybody there is like you know doing their thing and and like i said earlier like everybody just inspires each other to you know make art pretty much and bring guys, it together you guys all kind of met in high school right everybody in that house yeah we all went to high school together which is crazy yeah what high school where are you guys from we are from the bay area east bay area um we all went to Aqualani's high school mm. it's in lafayette and yeah Good, good times. <laughs> High school, yeah, man. No, dude, I High also, school. I know I've brought up like 5,000 reasons why I like you guys, but like being from the Bay is another reason. Because <laughs> I've always like kind of identified as a Bay Area producer, even though I'm not from the Bay at all. And like, I'm sure there's people in the Bay right now that are hearing this like, fuck you, bro. <laughs> but, you know, I just, I've always thrived there. Like I played a lot of dope shows there and my beats kind of just, all my influences are kind of usually Bay Area people, so... Yeah, I, yeah, fuck with I you feel guys, like man. the Bay has like, there's a void in the Bay, mm. like Beatsy and like, and hopefully we can, you know, bring what we're doing, like with Hypnothesis to the Bay and, and maybe, I mean, there's, there's definitely stuff going on there, like don't take me the wrong way, but, but yeah, I mean, there's just so much happening in LA, but the Bay just, you know, Oakland has such a, such a vibe that is like unique to the Bay and, um. Yeah, it needs to be revived. Definitely. I feel like anytime I hear something that's influenced, like music influenced from the Bay, it like you can tell, like you can hear the bounce in it. Like I can, t I don't know, I, I think bounce when I hear like anything from the Bay Area. 
I definitely can hear it in your guys' beats. <laughs> That's what's up. Definitely. And if you watch them DJ, like if you watch Tristan DJ, like he's just the funnest dude to watch. Like Yo. Like you're like a good dancer, bro. <laughs> uh, you a B-boy? No, no. Preston's, no, no. Preston's oh, a B-boy, you dude. You trying to battle right now, son? No, no. That's to get you know I met, you know I met Preston? On a, I met Preston in a dance battle. <laughs> no way. We were battling each other. <laughs> That's right. That's right. He, sh- he, he beat me with a backflip. <laughs> Dude, that's insane. We were on a yacht. Shut my, it down. My, my question. There's a photo of that too. We gotta, we gotta find that. There's a photo of me disrespecting Dane on the Yo, dance floor. I got, that was like literally like shut down. I was shut like, it okay, down, okay, bro. Okay. Well, my question to to Preston is, can you spin on your head? Ooh, no. I never got that down. I think the. Furthest thing I got, I was able to do is like windmills. Okay. Uh, and uh, flares. Uh, besides that, though, I could I couldn't do I couldn't spin on my head. I could do those things. What are those things called? 1990s, where you spin on your hand. Oh, I don't even know, honestly. Yeah, it's been so long. I I don't break dance anymore because like you gotta stretch a lot, and I do when I'm like a little bit tipsy, and anytime I do, I just hurt something. Like I yeah. just like it's always my wrist. I'm like, here, homie, hold my beer. And then I go in to do like a quick flare. And then it's like, ah, the whole crowd goes wild. But secretly, I'm just hurting so bad. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, so let's try not to anymore. Dude, Tristan, remember when we went to uh, the Venice boardwalk and there was that dude that like strapped on a helmet and did like head spins? Oh, yeah. Oh, damn. <laughs> he strapped on a helmet and was doing like head spins like 100 miles per hour. Like... <laughs> <laughs> it was fucking crazy. There's also a, a young child doing. Uh... Michael a Michael Jackson, Jackson cover <laughs> Whoa. set, and I think he did it like four times in a row. Like yeah, the whole set he like was, repeated. That was so funny. I was like, God. Damn. Didn't you say like his mom was there with like a hat? The no, whole, it, was, the whole it, was, it was sad. Yeah. Whoa. Or what we were assuming was his dad. He was just taking videos. <laughs> Joe of Jackson look like, <laughs> wannabe. Yeah. <laughs> it actually was kind of seemed sad. I was like, damn. damn. This is child labor. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Really exploiting his kid. Yeah. Right here on the streets. Damn. But that's Venice for you. you yeah. yeah. You'll yeah. see some shit like that. dance you do what, what do you uh, i mean you i'm like can you were you like a dancer in any at any point or were you just always kind of good at it no i i did take some dance classes when i was younger and dude I, this is pretty funny i actually i did like hip-hop dance when i was in like elementary school it was like young and i got offered to be in a missy elliott music video what? Oh, which what? one yeah i think it was work it Oh, you should have fucking done Dude, but that, and that is, like, one of my biggest regrets. And I didn't do it because, like, I used to get picked on for doing, like, dance. And, like, I just didn't think it was cool back then. So I I turned it down and I didn't do it. And, like, 
they used to make me do ballet at the same time. And yeah, I kind of just got some shit for doing that. But now that I look back on it, it's like, it's so stupid because it was, it was such a cool thing to get into. But I think, I think that like really stuck with me. And my mom has, she did dance too. And she was, my whole family is very like musically, like no one really like in my immediate family, nobody, well, my brother played cello. But besides that, everybody is just, like, an appreciator of music. And um, that has just, you know, stuck with me throughout my life. That's great, sure. man. I'm sure, uh, I'm sure it was, uh, you, you know, I got a little bullied for doing dance back in the day. I took a little ballet as well. But, like, yeah. when, it came to, when it came time for middle school, I just remember the first, like, official middle school dance. Mm-hmm. It was on, bro. Like, yeah. nobody, could, they, nobody could make fun of me, bro. Dude. I, like, <laughs> I had a, it was, I hear you. That was, that was crazy. I remember. I don't want to go into detail. There was, was, wow. I'm imagining when you, beat, when you beat me on the yeah. boat. Yeah. Damn, I, would, I mean, I was in musical theater. I, we, we all, we all did, we all got picked on for shit that we were fucking good at. So, that's yeah. Right. I would love to see Preston and Dane go at a, a dance off. Uh, I think this, at this point, like, I'm, he's, you guys are both, like, you guys should battle. I'm just, kinda, like, I'll just, like, hold the phone sideways. <laughs> and like watch <laughs> alright fucking record you guys New Year's Eve bro I'm calling you out right here Tristan <laughs> dude let's get it New Year's Eve <laughs> dance battle dance hypnosis, battle bro. 30 minute dance battle in between sets I'm down <laughs> I remember I actually I did I had a dance off with my middle school principal <laughs> at one of our school dances I think it was like 7th grade and everybody in the in the dance like you know made a circle and we we literally had a dance off and it was it was pretty sweet <laughs> that's Damn. a great memory man <laughs> it's tight i it's funny i was thinking about this the other day of like when i produce like you know like dance music i'm ha- i'm dancing like the whole time when i'm producing and i feel like i have to yeah and it's funny cuz occasionally i'll see a producer that makes like amazing beats that like are dance beats but mm-hmm. like when they're producing, they don't move at all. And, like, I, it seems almost impossible to me. I don't know how, like, that's yeah. doable. Like, how do you make dope beats and, like, not dance? Like, I noticed the same yeah. thing, dude. And I, I totally dance when I make beats. And a lot of times I'll, like, get a little too into it. And, like, <laughs> my homie Tone can definitely vouch for this. Like, I'll, I'll just, like, bob my head so much when I'm making <laughs> oh, yeah. beats. And I'll, like, just really... I'll go a little too hard on it. I'll hurt my neck a bit. But, you know, one of these things that I remember I watched or listened to, it's a kind of a fady memory, but I remember listening to this thing from Daedalus, and he said that sometimes, like, fuck, it might have been, like, one of those Team Supremes, like, didn't you guys do, like, one thing or something like that? We, like, we did a cypher with him? No, it was or... like you guys did these videos oh, where it was like yeah. one thing that I like to do. Yep, yep, yep. And, and I think one of the things that Dela says was like, like when you start a beat to like kind of like start grooving before you make it and to like, <clears throat> ma- like dance how you would want the beat to make you mm-hmm. dance. And like that was so cool. I remember that like really like sprung an idea. And like so wow. sometimes when I'm making beats, I'll just like, you know, start dancing the way I want it to make make me move, and that will definitely inspire like the rest of the production behind it. That's cool, man. I'm glad. I'm glad to hear that. I you know, yeah. I love dancing when I when I, I I just can't avoid it. I'll just start like grooving right away. Like, totally. I 
I do something when I make like a fire beat, like once it becomes like a fire idea, like without even knowing it, like I'll just stand up and like walk out the room and just be <laughs> dancing in another room. Yeah. I don't know if you ever find yourself doing that or if it's just me being a weird. No, I'll, I'll, producer. I'll for sure do that. I'm, I'm with you on that, dude. Like I'm, I, I like literally got into this shit cause I love dancing so much. Like that was definitely one of the main things like I think that aspect of my music will always be there too, you know, unless I venture off to different different avenues, but like with at least the Hoppa project like right now, like dancing is is a huge part of that for sure. So, uh, so I think we're wrapping up close to the end here in terms of uh, the podcast. And uh, we did this last time. I'm going to say this on the podcast because last time we didn't even announce that we were doing this. But we're, we just turned on Instagram Live. And uh, if you guys have any questions for young Hoppa, uh, we're about to we'll give you like another five, ten minutes. And then we're probably going to end the podcast. But um, Hoppa is a fucking dope producer. If you never heard of him, What's he's good? the shit. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and he founded uh, Courteous Family with with Courteous Tone and uh, also Hypnothesis. So, if you guys have questions for him, send them real quick, and then we're probably gonna wrap up pretty soon. But uh, yeah, yeah, hit me with the questions. And we also got Dayton here too, just lurk, lurking. But <laughs> crash the party. Yeah, crashing the party. Um, when's the next TS show? That's a good question. Uh, you should probably listen to the whole podcast because we talked about that. So. Who said? I'm who not even gonna that? tell you. Was that? I thought that was. Who asked that question? Who asked that question? Uh, Jay Stein, oh, Johnny. Jay Stein. I was bro. like, bro. <laughs> Johnny, uh, Johnny's actually coming in hot. Johnny's moving to LA in January. Oh damn. Yeah, buddy. Hell yeah. I'm still uh, working on finding you a, a nice place to to live. So, uh, but yeah, Johnny's coming in hot next year. So yeah, we're gonna have to plan some fun stuff with him. Hell yeah. Uh, someone said any plans on touring Australia would be dope. I really want to go to Australia so bad. Dayton, are you going to Australia soon or what? I fucking hope so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, well, I'm going to keep asking Hoppa questions for myself. Um, yeah, when is the next show? Suge Nice, what up, dog? New Year's Shug- Eve, When man. is the next show? Fucking New Year's Eve, dog. Check it out. What's <laughs> the next show? This isn't Team Supreme show. Shout but, out uh, Dome on the Art. Since we got Hoppa here, yeah. it's definitely worth mentioning because he's one of the founders of this. Also, Resident, right there. We, we kind of talked <laughs> yeah. about it earlier on the <clears throat> podcast, but just so you guys know, uh, we, we do have some plans coming in April uh, to potentially do a little Team Supreme East-West tour again. So uh, if you're thinking about Team Supreme shows, think about April, around April time. We got some stuff in the works. Yeah. All right. Well, if you, oh, okay, here we go. There's at least one production question. Uh, sound design, fucking sound design tips and tricks. This is for you, Hoppa. Oh, shit. Um, How do you make beats, dude? Use whatever. Mm, good like one. uh seriously like uh i don't know i sample a lot of stuff so i'm definitely inspired by by samples but i'd say sound design shit um just like 
processing after processing and um yeah finding grooves like like we were saying before like like what really helps me is is um just like finding how you want something to make you move and like kind of going from there uh yeah shit i got a question off of that real quick because like uh, a lot of producers, I think, struggle with uh, trying to do a lot of sound design, like while they're in the creative process of writing the beat. Do you find yourself like separating that? Like, do you, will you have a day where you just do a bunch of sound design and then like collect those samples and then remix them, or do you kind of just is it always different? It's definitely always different. I've done that. Um, I just I got this little synth recently. It's called the OP One, and that has really like augmented my my creativity with like just production and that's been super fun to use so yeah i mean i'll I'll definitely record some stuff and and like use it in production later but it's always different all right someone else someone else said spicing up drums tips how do you get those hopping drums shit uh (laughs) just don't forget the swing don't forget that swing don't forget the swing. (laughs) swing i am definitely I like the swing, man. I, I like things to not be stale with uh with that. But as just far as production goes, like just before I forget this thought, like I definitely I like the realm of of what a song will take you to. And so for me, like the story world behind like what you're making is like one of the most important parts for me. Like I like things to to fit into like an aesthetic and to to like make you feel like you're somewhere you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like not just and and i'm a little less like i don't know like i don't i don't play instruments i just i just make things the way i like them to sound and the way that they fit into you know how just like you know how it fits cohesively into something Mm -hmm. that's that's pretty important for me dope um, another question. Now we got a bunch now. <laughs> uh, how do you get how to get that fat high end like Stuka Stuka? Is that one of your beats? What does that even mean? I don't know. Maybe they spelled something wrong. <laughs> Let me see. High end. How do you get that fat high end like Stuka? Fat Stuka? and high end. I think are two different things. How do you get fat high, high end? How do you get that fat high end, dude? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> when somebody asks me a question like that, I go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've never heard that high end before. Dude. Um, all right, you want to skip that? One? Yeah, it's uh, skip. Process, <laughs> process, tips, plugins, order of effects. Oh, I, Ooh. I literally, I use zero plugins. I have, I have no plugins at all. <laughs> um, that seems to be like yeah, a. You're just I feel like, like my, my that pre- seems to be a running tip for all you guys that buy a lot of plugins. Like a lot of dope producers have no plugins. Nothing. So, like yeah. my production's kind of backwards. I feel like a lot of people make things like you know I'm gonna play these chords and these things to make this sound, and I kind of like to mess around with things until something sticks out to me, and then I'm like, ooh, I like that, and then I'll stick it in there some way. And so it's kind of like a backwards way of making music, but and it's kind of like uh, I, I don't always want to do that. Like I would definitely like to extend my my musical knowledge, but but yeah, just like explore and and experiment with things and like pay attention <clears throat> to what you're doing and and like try and catch things in 
like instances that you might not be thinking about and like just grab them when they happen happy accidents yeah for sure yeah a lot of my stuff is like that and and you know like a lot of my production will not always end up like cool (laughs) but but that's just a part of it you know what i mean everybody makes shitty art sometimes unless you're Um, saruta then then you don't no no (laughs) no i'm just kidding everybody's got sus beats saruta we know you got sus beats bro we know carmack's got sus beats carmack has more sus beats than all of us i swear swear to god uh okay would you rather be pissed on or pissed off pissed on or pissed off i would rather be dude that's i don't know (laughs) would you rather be pissed on than get that parking ticket you just got today Ooh, nah nah i'll take the parking ticket i don't really want to be pissed on i'm kind of a clean freak so i don't want anybody's piss on me okay (laughs) uh groove pools for swing Ooh. Ooh. Um, I feel like you probably don't use that. Do you? Because I know most of the time you use audio. Extract grooves? <clears throat> extract. No, I just play shit out. Manual. Like, just like <clears throat> drum it. And then I'll like go in and like, you know, move things around. But I think getting that natural flow to things like just based off of like how you're playing it, at least like just putting down that idea, whether you change it later or not. Like, just playing it out is, is first of all, fun to do and, like, just kind of helps me go in different directions, if that makes sense. And then, uh, yeah, I'll give you one more question. A few people have asked for best tips for mixing vocals. I don't know if you do that a lot, but... Fuck. Hmm... I mean, you, some of your stuff has, like, chopped up shit in it, like, vocals. Yeah, I don't stuff. even use vocals that much. I would love to work with some vocalists mm. and explore that side of, of making music because I'm pretty foreign to it, honestly. Like, I don't really use a lot of vocals, so I <clears throat> don't really have a great answer for that one. Um, someone just asked a very specific Hoppa question. Uh, Yo, Hoppa, caught you in Nevada City for the showcase. Really blew my mind. Can you talk a little on the con- conception of Courteous with Tone? And what really picked you guys off the ground? Um, before he answers, like, we just did an hour-long podcast, and we definitely talked about that shit, so feel free to listen to it. But yeah, yeah if you want to give him, like, a little... Check whatever. that out for sure. But <laughs> I think um, it's been a learning experience, like, curating things with another person. But I think um, me and me and Tone have definitely found our way of of appreciating each other's uniqueness and each other's minds and rather than having like a like a blueprint for what we're looking for it's always kind of been like let's take the things that come to us and like bring them to the table and and just like go from there you know what i mean rather than being like this is what we're looking for like this is the sort of aesthetic that we're trying to find because that's kind of limiting and um just kind of like really understanding that courteous is is not my myself and it's more than me and and like that's okay and i think everybody's unique mind brings this aspect to courteous where everybody's i remember nowhere the boy said this he is like everybody's kind of approaching courteous at like a different angle Mm. and a lot of people may like take that as kind of confusing or not cohesive but I think it gives like courteous a long lasting and sustainable like direction where like 
we all really respect and appreciate each other's artistic minds and like everybody's free to be an individual and and yeah if we don't like it we don't like it and that just you know happens naturally dope that's great on that note i think uh do you have any like last words maybe like what's your kind of hope for the future in terms of courteous and hypnothesis and hapa hmm i know this is kind of an odd thought but for me i really want to you know keep the relationships within the projects that i'm working on like tight outside of music because i think it really starts with like the team that you're working with and like if those people can stay tight and on somewhat of a similar page like you know everybody already has their interest in like wanting to be making art so Mm -hmm. as long as i can like respect myself and what i'm doing and like respect everybody else's individual lives as like human beings like i think uh the sky's the limit and I just want to keep exploring things and just keep pushing art like it's just fun it's just a fun thing to do and I get to do it with my friends so it's awesome, awesome man yeah. I love your optimism it's it's inspirational to Team Supreme too like I feel like this is part of a bigger community that we're a part of you know it's it's great that uh that you guys are making moves man tight <laughs> well I have so much respect for you guys and always have so thanks for thanks for having me Thanks oh, for yeah. crying right now. I think you have to smoke. A I think uh, I, I'm beginning to tear up. So I, I got it. Smoke everybody out now. We, we got him. <laughs> got him. <laughs> Pre-negotiated deal. <laughs> All right. Cool, man. Hell yeah. See you guys in the next one. Shout out Hopper. Peace.